Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is Corey Willis with PBI, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. This episode is really cool. It came to us from one of our followers on Instagram. His name's Craig, and he has a 1964 F100 that he did a 97.73 power stroke engine swap on and there was literally no roadmap for it and he's going to go through and tell us how he figured out how to fit the engine the wiring harness get all the piping put together and do a really clean install and there's a ton of custom features that are on this truck he he has a uh, chassis from a crown vic and how he had to fit and customize the firewall and some really cool interior features as well. So we're really glad he reached out to us. We look forward to chatting with him today and learning more about his passion for diesels and then also with this really custom 1964 F100 build. Before we get to it, though, we want to encourage you guys, if you're looking to get control of your EGTs, cool down your transmission temperatures, check out Mishimoto. They've got a ton of different products that are either specific to your vehicle or their universal application. So if you have something like a swap, like we're going to be talking about today, they have solutions for you. Just go to Mishimoto.com. You can check out what they have. And also if you're a shop owner, make sure and head on over to turn 14 distribution. They've got a ton of Mishimoto products in stock, ready to ship, make it super easy to get the products to your shop and keep your customers, you know, getting back on the road in a timely manner. All right, let's get to the podcast with Craig and talking about this 1964 F100 build. Craig, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I'm, I'm really glad that you had messaged us on, on Instagram not long ago when you, you had showed us your your truck build and it was really cool and different and I, I wanted to you know have you chat with us on an episode. We got a lot of Ford fans that, that listen, a lot of Power Stroke enthusiasts and so I'm really looking forward to chatting with you today. Well, I appreciate the call, Patrick. I really do and it's, it's an honor to be on. I mean, it's crazy to think that you know, just drink a beer in the garage one day, and I thought about this truck turned into this. You know, I've I've got a lot of good feedback from the truck, and I'm willing to share my story with you. Well, that's what really caught my attention was the year that it is, and then the engine swap. And before we before we get to it, though, I wanted to kind of step back for a second and ask you, you know, has diesel have diesel trucks always been a part of you know your your hobby, your passion, or was it something that started at a certain point where? You know, you just, you got hooked on it and it expanded from there. Well, funny you should ask that. So I was 18 years old, fresh out of high school, and I knew I wasn't going to go to college. So what do you do? You either join the military or join the workforce. I joined, joined the workforce and uh, it was 2006. Started doing concrete and I was making good money before the economy crashed. And went to the Ford dealership and I was like, hey, you know, this was before people were really tuning the power stroke transmissions. And I've seen guys, you know, tear up the trans as torque converters. And I was like, I don't, I don't want that. So I went to the Ford dealership and I was like, Hey, you guys have any manual diesel trucks here? They're like, no, we have one in Wisconsin. I was like, I want to see it. They brought it down and I bought it. I bought it. There was 127 miles on it. Um, brought it home, immediately deleted it. And I was like, okay, well, 
now that the warranty is voided, let's uh, let's put a chip on it. Went to Hypermax, you know, and they were probably five minutes from my house. I got a Mach 7 chip for it, and then it went to a turbo, then a fuel system, and it just spiraled from there. Um, I had, that was my first pickup truck. That was the very first diesel I ever owned. You know, I broke it, and who was going to fix it? Myself. So, you know, with a little bit of ingenuity and time, you figure things out, and I, I got to become really proficient with the 6-liter. Um, next truck would have been a 2000, no, it was a, it was, that one was a 97. It was a 97 12-valve Cummins, and that was my pulling truck. So I daily drove that truck for a while and, uh, you know, started adding power to it. And I was like, hey, you know, I could do some truck pulling with it. And started pulling and uh, started breaking stuff. So when you break stuff, it costs a lot of money. So you put 10, 15 grand into a truck in a year and you win 200 bucks at the end. You know, it's just, it, yeah. it, it wasn't worth it for me. So um, I decided to stop doing that. Bought a couple other vehicles, bought, sold, flipped trucks, and then... Um, I had a 97 F-250. It was beautiful. Extended cab, long bed, white, four-door. Um, it had a couple couple mods done to it. I put an H2 turbo on it, set of Hypermax injectors. Um, it had a hydro tuner, or a, I think it was a PHP back then. But anyways, set a tuner on it, and it was a beautiful truck. Ran great. It was raining really bad one day, and I wrecked it. And I was like, oh, okay, now what? I just rebuilt the motor in it. Pulled the motor out, and uh, it sat. And I sat there and sat in my garage for about a year and a half. And uh, I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do with it? And that's when the idea for the truck came along. So that's kind of just a touch point, you know, up on my diesel background. You know, I'm a heavy diesel mechanic by trade. So I work on Caterpillar machinery and mining equipment and whatnot, but that's all, you know, heavy diesel stuff. So, yeah, that's just, like I said, a quick touch point on the smaller diesel side of stuff, you know, the truck stuff, but it started, you know, it was all just driving past that Ford dealership one day, and I wanted that truck. It's so it's so interesting, and it's a part I really identify with, and, and really any diesel enthusiasts I chat with, whether it's on a podcast or in person or at an event or something, there's always that one truck that you know, really captures us. And, and I, you know, for me, it was a friend of mine that had a six liter in 2005 and he did, you know, something very similar. It was like, he, you know, he did a lift wheels, tires, and then was a, I don't remember what tuner he put on it, but I'm like, well, this is a totally different truck. You can do that with just this. I don't remember what they cost back then, 400 bucks or 350 or whatever it was. And it just opened up a whole new world. And I was already into vehicles and performance and that kind of stuff, but it was just something really cool. And, you know, for our listeners that are on, that are listening to this on YouTube, they're going to see a picture of your truck, <clears throat> the one that we're going to chat about today. But for, you know, the ones that are listening on podcast apps, they're not going to know what you have quite yet. So I wanted to ask you about what truck did you decide to put that 9773 engine into? So I purchased, it was from Southern California. I was looking one day on Craigslist and um, my brother was stationed in San Diego. And I was looking for an old Ford truck, but I really wasn't sure. I found a 67 that was close to home, but I really wasn't sold on the front end of those trucks. And I came across, it was listed as a 1964 Ford F100. 
And I was like, okay, you know, I like it. It's clean. It looks clean. And um, I asked my brother, I'm like, hey, we, we go drive down and take a look at it for me. And he's like, yeah, I'll go. You know, it's an hour. It was in Tijuana. So it was, he's like, I could see Mexico. I'm like, man, we just go look at it, please. It's cheap. It's clean. You know, and you're my brother. Come on, just do it. So shout out to my brother for going to get the truck for me. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, it was 1964 Ford F100. It had a 351 in it, automatic trans. It was slammed to the ground. It had leafs and coils in the rear, um, really chopped up coils in the front. My brother drove it home from damn near Mexico, and he's like, I was doing 70 miles an hour on the highway, and he, dude, he's like, I thought I was going to die. I was like, well, I appreciate that you didn't die, and I appreciate you got the truck for me. He said he, um, you know, we, I think he got $1,000 off the price. I think the guy was asking for. We got it for three, and it took, it was 1200 bucks to get it shipped back to northern Illinois, where I live. So it's a 1964 Ford F100. So when you when you got it back and so you got the truck there, and then you have a seven three power truck there. What what process did you go through of figuring out? Okay, how am I going to get this into the truck, and and what am I going to do with the transmission and and all that went into just making making the truck drivable with the new the new engine. So, um, I got the truck home, and I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with it. A buddy of mine had sent me the video of I think it was. Um, motor trend or somebody had it was a video on swapping a crown vic chassis putting the f100 body onto the crown vic chassis i'm like well that's pretty cool you know and i was researching i was like that's actually pretty easy i mean everything pretty much lines up and i was like this is actually going to be a pretty cool truck i'm like well what am i going to do with the drivetrain and I literally turned around, and the 7.3 was sitting on the garage floor. I was like, no way. You know, and I kind of bounced a couple ideas off of buddies, and they're like, dude, there's no way it's going to work. You're going to take a diesel engine, put it in a Crown Vic, and then put that Ford body on top of it? And I was like, well, that's the plan. They're like, you're an idiot, dude. That's, there's no way. There's no way. And every time somebody told me that there was no way, it just added fuel to the fire. I'm like, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to make this work. And... With a lot of time, dedication, and patience, I made it work. You know, it was, I spent probably a week and a half, two weeks staring at a shop manual to figure out the wiring, to figure out everything that I needed and didn't need. You know, I didn't, didn't need AC, didn't need cruise control, got rid of all that. You know, there was only a few, you know, I had probably 20, 24 wires that I needed, caught them, started making my own harness. You know, nobody sells a standalone harness for a 7.3. So what did I do? I had to make it. You know, luckily I was smart enough at the time to take the wiring harness out of the truck. So I took the PCM, the IDM, the wiring harness, the throttle pedal, took everything out, robbed everything that I needed, scrapped the truck. Sold the transfer, I think it was 800 bucks. I made, I made money on the truck. It was sad to see it go, but, you know, things happen. So decided that I was going to uh, keep it up. I was going to make it a five-speed just for the simple fact of drivability. You know, you want to be able to throw it into corners, downshift when you want, you know, and it was, it was sitting at my uncle's house. My uncle had a 1988 
F-250 IDI. And I was like, hey, what are you doing with that ZF-5? If you want that trans, take it out. It's yours. I was like, a free trans? <laughs> can't can't pass it. that up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, probably had an hour into that, you know, just I pretty much torched the floor out of the truck because it was a junk truck. Torched the floor out, dropped the trans, took it home, pressure washed it, and it was bolted, bolted right up to the back of it, back of the, the power stroke. And I was like, okay, well, this is going to work. Took the cross member, the actual factory cross member from the Crown Vic, accepted the trans mount for the ZF5. I was like, oh, how ironic is that? <laughs> so I just had to scoot it forward a little bit to get it to line up, but just welded it all in place and then got it all fit. Took the cab, put it on a lift, and slowly but surely just started chopping out the firewall to get everything to fit. I chopped it. Chop it a little bit, lower it down. Nope, got to cut a little bit more out. Nope, lift it back up, cut some, and it was basically just trial and error until I got it to work. As far as getting the engine into the into the engine bay, did you run into a lot of custom parts or things that you would need, like for motor mounts and you know piping and all that sort of stuff? How how involved or how custom was that side of it? Um, with the motor mounts. I knew obviously that nobody was going to, nobody made them. So what I did is I kept the factory rubber motor mounts for the 7.3, um, took, took those, and I actually took the plates out of the F-250 as well because I was like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to put this in a different chassis, I would like to have the receiving end of the motor mount. So I took everything out and the plates that actually sit to the, cross member on the chassis didn't work. They wouldn't work in my application. So what I did is I just took a pinch uh, voice, held the engine about where I wanted it, took some blocks of wood, got it in place, set it down, I just started fabricating. I left the rubber mounts on the engine. Uh, it was either three-eighths or quarter-inch steel. So cut through welding, cut through welding. And basically with this truck, it was all trial and error because I didn't have anything to look at online there was nobody that was doing it i found one other guy that had put a 7.3 in it in a f100 but it was like a 50s era truck and i was like well this isn't this isn't my application so i'm just gonna take my own path and that's what i did so there was an extreme amount of fabrication with the intercooler tubes the exhaust the firewall the trans tunnel, I mean, I have pictures on my Instagram that the whole, pretty much the whole center section of that firewall trans tunnel is gone. And then it was, okay, you make clearance for the exhaust, now you got to stuff a three-inch exhaust down past the trans and then, you know, to a four-inch exhaust. Yeah. So it was a lot of modifying, cutting puzzle pieces together, but six months later I had a running, driving truck. That's what's so cool about builds like this is because there's there's that excitement and that passion for it and there's no roadmap and you guys make your own roadmap and you guys figure it out no matter what kind of truck or even car or engine that it is and what's being done and it gets it's me so excited to be able to do these kind of these kinds of episodes because that's where it that's where it all starts is somebody telling you no you can't do this or it won't work and then oh yeah it will work and 
and how you guys do it. And I, I think that's one of the biggest things when I saw the pictures on Instagram of your truck was it was so different. And then my mind started to race with, how did he get the engine in there? How did he get all the piping? What about the exhaust? What do you do for the transmission? What about the firewall? And, and all these sorts of things. And it, it was just so cool. And I know the real, you know, the Ford enthusiasts that are out there are going to see your truck. And, you know, there's going to be a bunch of other questions or just a whole bunch of other things they have because that's their passion is that ear range or that engine. And it's it's so cool to, to hear about it and how you put this thing together. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, and and it's crazy because like I I have I took it to this year was the first year I took it to like a show that was I I call it out of state but you know I've been to Wisconsin I've been to Iowa for car shows but I actually put it on a trailer and hauled it down to Pigeon Forge Tennessee this year for the um, F100 show and I showed up you know it was a it was a fiasco getting down there I lost the wheel seal I had an intercooler. Uh, problems. It was just a fiasco. Finally got down there, and I, a nine-hour trip turned into a 14-hour trip. So got down there, unloaded, went to bed, woke up the next morning, took the truck to the show. My girlfriend and I pull in. They're like, okay, registration's here. Go figure out where you want to park. And it was the most awesome thing that's ever happened to me because you pull into the show, and, you know, there's it's all Ford enthusiasts. You know, there's it's all four trucks. That's it. That's all there is. So when we get there and people are just staring at me and I was like, you know, this is, you know, kind of odd because I'm, this is the first event I've ever been to, you know, is it normally like this? Is it not? You know what I mean? Are people just kind of looking to see what it is? But the thing with the seven, three is people see this little truck coming and they're, you hear seven, three and people are looking for, you know, an F2 350 hauling a trailer or something. Yeah. So I'm driving down the aisleways to, find my buddy Solomon and uh, people are asking me, is that a Cummins? Is that a Cummins? Is that a Cummins? Is that a Cummins? Is that a, every time I take it anywhere <laughs> without the hood open. And that's what gets asked. Is it a Cummins? <laughs> no, it's not, you know, but you, you can't be rude. And, and, it, and it's awesome that people understand that it's a diesel. That makes me happy. You know, it's, yeah. Hey, they hear it. No, it's a diesel, but not very sure because it's not very common. So get to the show, clock in or do what we got to do, you know, fill out registration. People are like, I need to see under the hood. I need, I am not even one foot on the asphalt yet. Still climbing out of the truck. Need to see under the hood. Need to see under the hood. Yeah, okay, pop the hood. And the, the thing that gets me the most every time is when I pop the hood and people are just like, wow. That's all. The first thing they say is, wow. Because there is no wires in that engine compartment. There is no master cylinders on the firewall. There is just engine. The batteries are in the bed for a reason, so you don't see them. They're out of sight, out of mind. It's When I set out to build this truck, I set out to do two things. When it's parked, I don't want you to know it's a diesel. And when the hood is popped, I want you to take the time to enjoy it. Yeah. That's what I, you know, that's, that's, 
the heart and soul of that truck is that engine. So I wanted you to be focused on that. That's, that's, that's a really good point that you make because I found myself when I was looking at the truck is really just being mesmerized by the engine bay and looking at it and seeing how everything fit together and just, I don't know, it was something about it. And that, that was something I really appreciated. And then, you know, to just the look of it, it is really cool, but it's, it's just one of those builds that really stands out to me for the cool factor, but then also the amount of work. And I think you had mentioned in in one of the, the posts that you had on Instagram is how happy the truck makes you. And, you know, I can just chatting with you now and, and talking about it as I can tell, you know, how much you know, pride and joy you have in that truck. And that's what makes, that's what makes us do the podcast and talk to people and be excited and do them year after year after year. It's just to hear the excitement of all different types of things, you know, because we all have our interests and what particular either brand or engine type, you know, that, that diesel enthusiasts gravitate towards. But when you think about other brands and other things that you maybe never thought of, it's like, wow, you can do this with a 1964 F100. You can make this happen. You can you know, use this chassis and this engine and get a ZF5 from an IDI and put it all together and you know, run the, the, the batteries in the back and the wiring and everything like that. It's just, it, it, it gets the, the creativity going where we want to think about our own builds and the things that we would do if, if we you know found the, the the truck or the time to invest in it, yeah, and and the like you said, it's the time and the patience. And it took me four um, four seven three engine wiring harnesses to lengthen the the wiring harness so that I was able to tuck it in the inner fender and be able to hide it. So nobody you didn't have that's that's one of my biggest pet peeves is. If you're going to take the time to do it, do it right. You know, don't have wires running everywhere. And that's what I kept telling myself. You know, on one shoulder, I was like, just get it done. Just get it done. Just get it done. But on the other shoulder, it was like, if you're here, do it. Spend the time to do it right. And I feel, you know, from the compliments and everything that everyone's ever given me, it's it looks like it's factory. It looks like it's supposed to be in there. And that makes me super happy. As far as the truck itself, are are you happy with where it's at now, or do you plan on doing some more things to it? Um, as of right now, performance-wise, looks-wise, everything, it's a running and driving truck. So you know what they say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I knock on wood that I don't break it, but it's, I, I eventually I would like to get a paint job on it, Eventually, I would like to, you know, do the body work because that was the first build I ever did. You know, that was who I was at that time, and that's what I, I want to preserve that truck. I don't – I've had people offer me money for it, you know, a good chunk of change. I just can't bring myself to sell it because I've learned so much. I spent a lot of time doing what I love on that truck. Do you think you would do another build in the future, maybe with a different year range or a different brand or a different engine swap? Well, it's funny that you say that because um, I do have another build going on currently. Um, I've got a 66 F350, which is pretty rare. You know, they didn't make too many 350s. It's a factory dually truck, so that's why I purchased it. I was like, well, 
if I need <laughs> I need another vehicle to haul this one around and hey why not make it a dually so I'm gonna keep it a factory dually I've got a couple other ideas in my head but um I I'm this this isn't my first or last build you know I had that 06 that I spoke about in my very first truck I did a 12 valve swap on that um, pulled that 12 valve out put a twin turbo setup on it you know put a big pump on it i've done i've done a fair amount of swaps in my day you know sort of i'm only 33 years old but i've done a couple couple decent sized swaps and i don't i don't plan on stopping you know um it was probably six eight ten months ago i was sitting in the garage with a buddy and he was talking he was like you know I get all this good feedback from your truck he's like well, why don't you do something about it and i'm like well, what, what do you mean he's like why don't you start a business? Like, doing swaps? He's like, yeah, that, that, you know, there's not too many people out there that are specializing in diesel swaps. And I was like, hey, that's not a bad idea. You know, and two, three days later, I'm thinking, I'm like, well, what, 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 what would I call it? You know, what do diesels have? What's, what's the difference between a diesel and uh, a gas engine? I don't know, you know, combustion, ignition. One has spark, one has combustion. I was like, this one doesn't have spark. I was like, no spark. No spark innovations, and it just stuck. And that's that's the day that no spark innovations came along. So we, <laughs> I, I, I ran with it. Had some T-shirts made, had some koozies made, some stickers made, and people were loving it. They were like, what is this? What is this? Like, this is this little company that I have. I'm like, well, what is it? You know, and he explained to them, and this is what I do. And they're like, oh, where's your shop? Oh, I'm working out of a 500 square foot garage, and they're like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah, you know, if I built that 64 in a buddy of mine's shop, and um, you know, we he had another project coming in, and he asked me to pull it out, so I finished it up in my garage. Now, luckily, I had a service truck with a crane, so I was able to take the cab on and off, you know, multiple times, but I made it work. You know, I didn't have a lift, so you take the cab off with the crane. You know, you gotta get the bed off, take the bed off with the crane, set the engine with the crane, do everything that you can with your service truck, and that's what I did. I, I made it work. You know, you adapt and overcome. It's it's one of the topics that gets so much. We get a lot of requests and and we get a lot of messages about people with their builds where their swaps like this, and I think information and expertise is one of the hardest things to find because. And there is a market out there for doing, you know, common swaps into different, into different platforms. But, you know, like with yours, with the 7.3, it can be a bit different. It can be a, you know, more, more challenging, especially depending on the platform that you put it in and how custom it can be. And so to have an outlet for people to be able to contact you or to be able to say, hey, here's an idea. You know, I've got this truck. I want to put this engine in it. And being able to get help doing it or, you know, ship a truck to you to, to have it done, I think is a, a really important thing because it, it isn't a saturated market. It isn't like there's companies all over the place that'll put a 7.3 and a 64 <clears throat> F100 and do it the way that you did it. Well, I really genuinely appreciate that. You know, and like I said, one thing that I pride myself on is if you're going to do it, do it right. Make it look like you actually took the time to do it. You know, and if you look at, obviously, for the guys that are listening on the podcast or driving or what have you, if you can't see the truck or haven't seen the truck, it's just a rusty brown primer. 
like if it and that's the thing if people bump into it hey i don't care i'll go to home depot <laughs> get a rattle can shoot it and you will never know but it's the interior it's the the engine bay you know it's the the flip up cts2 monitor that comes out of the dash it's the you know the hydra tuner that is in my ashtray so you don't see any of that stuff when it's parked hey i go to the store i flip the monitor down flip the chip away you have no idea it's a diesel and that's the innovation side of it yes it's just a simple hinge or a little plate welded in the ashtray but it's the little stuff that counts yeah. the, the creature features i guess you call it well, i know people definitely need to see this truck what is what, how can they see it on instagram and and check out what uh you know what you got going on with the truck and the build well, obviously, I've had Instagram, a personal Instagram, longer than the company's been around. So my personal um, Instagram is 64 underscore 73, but it's spelled out. So it's S-E-V-E-N-T-H-R-E-E. -E. And then I've also got the No Spark Innovations on um, Instagram. So it's No Spark Innovations. And you can see um, a lot of the pictures from the actual build or on my personal page, but there's obviously we're still working on getting the pictures updated and whatnot and to the no spark page, but they're coming. It's, I know it's slow moving. I just sold my house. So I just got over COVID and you know, it's sold the house, getting moved into a, a little spot for now because I'm potentially buying a shop here. So hopefully there's big things in the future. You know, let's, you know, wiring harnesses, fuel systems, stuff like that that's not available for swaps on these trucks. That hey, you know, where'd you get that fuel or where'd you get that wiring harness? I made it. Oh, that's cool. Can you make me one? You know, I have guys calling me not frequently, but I've had two or three guys reach out to me about swapping seven threes into their trucks because you know, seven threes are so underrated. They're dinosaurs, but there's guys out there making nine nine hundred to a thousand horsepower with a seven three and still daily driving them they're stout engines yes they're a little prehistoric but you spend a little bit of money you get a good amount of power out of them and they're kind of an underdog you know everybody does the come and swap they do the duramax swap you know and it's wait what about this old seven three and that's how i stumbled upon it is just because it was sitting in the garage i might as well put it to use it was it was really cool chatting with you today, Craig, and and hearing about you know the details of your truck and your passion for it, and how it's you know progressed from you know a truck you bought in '06 and and just you know started with some upgrades to it to this really cool build, and then also you know, into a, a business that I think you're going to do very well at, and and we're definitely going to continue to follow you and see the truck, and I want to see what you do with the dually and any other things that come your way. So I appreciate you again for. You know, reaching out to us on Instagram, sending us some pictures, telling us about the build, and then sharing it with our audience today. It was really, really cool to chat with you. Well, I appreciate it, and I really do. I mean, I appreciate the time. I appreciate you enjoying what I'm doing. I'm, I'm glad to see that there's people out there enjoying, you know, what a, what a, one person's doing by himself in a garage. But we're trying to make it happen, and hopefully, like you said, there's big things in the future. Don't forget, diesel fans, if you're looking to cool down your transmission, your EGTs, Check out Mishimoto.com. They've got a ton of products specific for your year and make truck or universal applications as well if you got a 
a custom setup that you're working on. And if you're a shop owner, business owner, check out Turn 14 Distribution for all your Mishimoto products. They make it super easy to order and find out exactly when the parts can get to your shop. Till next time, keep the shiny side up.